episode 65 of Down the Rabbit Hole is starting right now. Hello, Carl. How are you? I'm fine, Rafa. How are you on this wintry Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. That's a little tired. Worried. My voice is a little... <clears throat> That's because you were partying I, last I was, night with Father I Christmas, was singing. Right? Yeah. I, I got oh. into... I was in a choir. You were in a band. Band choir. Band band after choir, I was choir. in the choir. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, choir only story is that I was... I'm the only guy there. Everybody are girls or kids. Right. And now I had to do the... If he was 17, that would be... Uh, yeah. I had to do... Interesting. <laughs> Santa Claus is coming to town. Uh, and I had classic. to do like... Or, or was Jingle Bells? I don't remember which one was. I had to do like... Oh, oh, oh. Oh, you were the ho-ho. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, <laughs> you were the sound effects, were you? Yeah, I was making the sound effects. Oh. Well... It is that time of the year. Yeah, right? it's the time of the year. And But, you know, you were telling me some very interesting story earlier. Was I? About our previous episode. Oh, yes. Because we mentioned this weird object. Yeah, this weird object. Crossing by. It's got a name from, um, what's it called? What again? was it called? Uh, old uh, something. It's this extrasolar object yeah. that actually came in kind of from the top of the solar plane uh-huh, and uh-huh. is now on its way out but the odd thing about it is that it is um, me- estimated to be about 400 meters long yeah it's very long and about 40 meters wide although it maybe it varies i don't know but and we were mentioning last week that looks like a, a cigar ship, yes. yeah that kind of cigar shape classic yeah. ufo right? ufo yeah and we said that looks like a colony ship, and probably they've looked at the galactic uh, trip advisor and decided not to uh, top off at the uh-huh. primitive planet Earth. Now, interestingly, after we mention that... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, I think somebody was listening to so, our podcast. I think then. somebody was listening, yeah. because it's now... Apparently it's going on as we speak, as we make this recording that we all know about the various SETI projects there are around the globe, uh, trying to, you know, find messages from little green men or men of any colour. Because mm-hmm. I don't think we're allowed to say green men anymore. <laughs> I don't think we are. Yeah, no. So being intergalactically politically correct, it's just little men. Okay? Yeah. But apparently um, one of the um, major SETI projects instead of focusing on some star in the distance uh, for a few days, I believe it's four days, they're actually going to focus on this object as it exits the solar system. And they're looking for any kind of signals coming from it. Uh Um, Just to see maybe... maybe, If something's coming out of there. So, I'm not saying we set that off, but it's a bit of a coincidence, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't believe in conspiracy theories at all, at do we? No, no, no. We no. would never encourage that kind of thinking. <laughs> but, you know, so we'll see. Maybe, uh, apparently, the lead scientist or whatever on this study project is saying if they detect anything, they will publish it immediately. Yeah. That's if, of course, he's not found mm-hmm. floating in a river yeah, with, with a published. telescope sticking out of his back. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
You just don't know, do you? That's a good scenario for a book. There's a book right there, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm just making a note. Yeah. Anyway, so there, there is our little bit of follow-up news, which we don't do very much of. Yeah, actually. from the previous episode. From the previous episode, so... I it? think we will have to wait and see if there's any discovery. Yeah. Which, it, I don't know. I think it's just an object. I So do I, but... Um, It'll be interesting to see if the media actually follow up on that story. Yeah. Because, you know, the media are pretty good at uh, Mm -hmm. coming out with the outrageous statements and then you never hear of it again, right? Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, true. So. Well, now we're going to start straight with our topic. Are we going straight in there? Yeah, because it's uh, interesting. I think this topic uh, has been in the can for... A while. For a while, but it was actually broader. Yeah, we've kind of touched on it in the context of other... Yeah, uh-huh. We've done conspiracies, right? Yes. Actually, here we went more specifically on this. And it's, we're talking about the Illuminati. Yes, and we're calling it Illuminati Origins and Myths. And Myths, yeah. Because there is something behind the story, mm-hmm. and then it becomes... What it becomes. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is. Whatever it is, right? Whatever you want it to be, right? Uh-huh. So, shall I begin? Yes. Shall I open? Okay, so um, we're going to have a look at the Illuminati. It's probably the most famous kind of secret society type conspiracy mm-hmm. stroke, whatever Definitely. you want to call it, right? Now, one thing we should say up front that I suspect that whether the Illuminati actually exists today is probably not a question either we can answer or just about anybody can answer unless you're in the Illuminati. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. In which, in which case you're unlikely to tell us anyway. But what can be said for one thing, uh, for one reason or another, is that over time uh, the Illuminati concept has become a kind of a super conspiracy. Yeah. It's it's almost like the conspiracy's conspiracy, right? Um and it it has kind of taken on a life of its own mostly online, mm-hmm. mostly online and largely independent of any supporting facts or whatever. It is just it's almost like its own thing, right? Yeah. It's almost like a a kind of subculture of some kind. Uh, yes, yes, it became something like that. Yeah, I think so. But there is some actual substance in the origins of it. Yeah, and before we go to the historical one, mm. probably people, I, I, I'm sure most of the people knows where the word is coming from. Right. But the word comes actually from Latin, huh? from Illuminatus, uh, which is, I mean, Illuminati is the plural of Illuminatus. Right. And means enlightened. Enlightened, yeah. And which is related exactly of why and by who. Where it started, right? Where it started. Yeah. Okay, so let's... Let's get into it. Let's go right back to the beginning, right? So, to get to the roots of this (laughs) this story, uh, we have to take a short journey back in time to the 1st of May, 1776. Mm Mm-hmm. And we need to be in a, a German, a small German town, smallish German town called Ingolstadt. And uh-huh. it, it is in what is now 
uh, the European uh, Federal Republic of Germany. Mm-hmm. And it was there in Ingolstadt in 1776 that Professor of Law, Adam, would you say that's Weishaupt? Uh, Weishaupt. Weishaupt. Weiss. Adam Weishaupt. Haupt. Haupt. <laughs> Look, <clears throat> Something spend- like that. Okay, I may call on you again. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this guy, I'm going to call him Adam. Adam. Because it's easier. Funny, no? Uh-huh. The origin of it is Adam. Right. <laughs> Very good. So, this guy, professor of law at the University of Ingolstadt, he founded the Order of the Illuminati. It mm-hmm. was his idea. And it was a secret organization. And what it was for, he founded it to oppose religious influence on society and the abuse of power by the state. By the state. And what yeah. he wanted to do is he wanted to foster a safe space for critique, criticism of anything, mm-hmm. um, debate, and free speech. Yes. Now, it also happens that he was a Jesuit. Okay? So he existed in a very conservative... Yeah. And in their statutes, in the general statutes, they wrote uh, that the order of the day is to put an end to machinations of the purveyors of injustice to control them without dominating them. It sounds like a DC Comics yeah. heroes movie. The funny part is that that is real. That was in their statues. <laughs> this isn't made up, right? No, no. So it was actually quite a radical... It was a radical, right? That's what yeah. he was, right? Uh, it was a, a combination of people there, along with a Freemasonry, yeah, well... To take out the power, you know, from Charles Theodore, it was from al- the Roman Catholic Church. It, it was an alternative... They were attempting to create an alternative power platform, mm-hmm, weren't they? Mm-hmm. And um, Weiss hopped. Mm-hmm. Is that what we're... Weiss hopped. No. Okay, that'll do, right? Yeah. Uh, Adam. Uh, he was inspired by Freemasonry, the organisation... Yeah. That- Freemasonry, which actually only came into existence not that long before the Illuminati. Late 1600s, early 1700s, around that time. So he was inspired by their kind of thinking Mm -hmm. uh, and the French Enlightenment philosophers of the period, um, who also were challenging authority and, and all that stuff, right? So what was he really trying to do? What he was trying to do, he had certain radical goals, right? Mm-hmm. And he believed, this is why wise hopped, he believed that society should not, the form of society should not be dictated by religious virtues. Mm-hmm. Instead, he wanted to create a state of liberty and moral equality. No wonder he got in trouble, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. And and he wanted a, a society where knowledge was not restricted by religious prejudices. Now you really know why he got in trouble. Because, of course, um, that was a time when religions controlled knowledge, right? Knowledge and a lot of the political life and decisions yeah. were made by uh, the church. Yeah, they were everywhere. Wars- were yeah. made by them, yeah. basically. And they had tentacles into every Everywhere. layer of society, every arm of government. Yep. They were inseparable, really. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Politics yeah. and religion... Were one. Were the same 
two sides of the same coin, rather corrupt coin, I would mm-hmm, say. Mm-hmm. So it was against uh, this background of extreme religious conservatism and the fact that Weishaupt was a, a Jesuit yeah. uh, that necessitated that the Illuminati be a secret, right? Yeah. Be- because if uh, it became known that um, he was the creator and involved in this, without a doubt he would have ended up losing yeah. his Plus, um, his job. Jesuits became also kind of chased by the church as well for this challenging. Well, they turn on everybody, basically. Yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> but the fact that he started the Illuminati, Illuminati group, yeah. plus he was a Jesuit. And yes, it's right. like a combination of everything. So Kind of. And yet the Jesuits themselves were really quite conservative, right? I think that's why he was the necessity of being mm. secret. I think he was obviously a a free thinker who, relatively speaking, maybe the Jesuits, relatively speaking, were more liberal. Mm-hmm. He was even more liberal in his thinking, right? <laughs> so had he been discovered or had the Illuminati been discovered and he was the head of it at the time, he would have lost his job and his standing in society without a doubt. Mm-hmm. So it needed to be secret. Um because really what he was trying to do was essentially change society. That's pretty fundamental stuff. You can get in trouble for that today. Even nowadays. The moment you try to make a change or try to... And I don't know, it it seems to me that this is like a never-ending story. It is a repetitive thing. It is a repetitive thing. thing. People wanted to change society. People not wanting it to be changed. Yes. uh, Most of the time starts for wanting a better society. Mm. And end up in a fight with whoever or, doesn't want change. Or at least different. <laughs> yeah. Or too extreme. Yeah, too extreme. So when I was doing the what I call research for this program, yeah. um, it struck me that it, this all sounded a bit like the swinging 60s to me. Mm-hmm. And it was that kind of, you know, liberal, let's break away from the man stuff. Especially, I think, 68. I think 1968 was around the world a a moment of big changes and episodes related to that. And to me, this was an echo. And I think what we're talking about, Mm -hmm. that there's this repetition of behavior. Mm -hmm. I think it kind of chimes, doesn't it? There's a resonance, a resonance there through time with other periods. It just struck me about the 60s, which is interesting from where this goes, actually. Because mm-hmm. I actually wrote that, sounds a bit like the Swing 60s, <laughs> before I actually did the rest of the stuff, and it was yeah. interesting where it went. So, uh, Weishaupt started the Illuminati by just picking five of his most talented law students, and he's kind of set them off to disseminate his ideas about... Uh, his goals of enlightenment and his radical teachings. Mm -hmm. And it grew pretty quickly. And um, it developed in the the, uh, progress of it an elaborate network Mm -hmm. of of informants. Every good secret society needs informants, right? Always. We know this, right? In the places of power, You've got to have people in there, right? You've got to to infiltrate, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So the Illuminati was no different. They had a network of informants. 
And they were used to report back on what was going on inside the state, you know, behind closed doors, all this stuff, and what uh, religious figures were up to. And basically they built up this kind of huge, what we today call a database Mm -hmm. of, of knowledge that potentially they could exploit. Oh, again, not really any different to what's going on today. Yeah. Right? Same kind of stuff, different technology. They were all using bits of charcoal and parchment and stubby pencils, and mm-hmm. now we've got the internet. And, yeah. <laughs> so, of course, there is, I think, out there a kind of kind of confusion or... Confusion and mix, I, I a think. A mix-up between the Freemasons and the Illuminati, right? Uh, it's commonly tied together. Kind of mashed up. Yeah. Interestingly, it, it the, this idea is right there in the roots of the Illuminati, which mm-hmm. is that... Um, because it was inspired by Freemasonry. It was partly inspired by the organizational concept, mm-hmm. I think it was. Right? Yeah. And some of the things they were trying to do as well. But um, he recruited a German diplomat who was also a Freemason mm-hmm. and a writer called, great name, Baron Adolf Franz Friedrich Ludwig Nige. Nige, do you think that is? Nige. A-N-I-G-G-E. And he <laughs> he was quite up there in the old Freemason um, uh, kind of organisation. He was a grand whatever. Yeah. Those terms they have. And he actually uh, kind of got behind uh, the Illuminati idea, and he actually set up various alignments and cooperations between mm-hmm. Freemason lodges and the Illuminati. And, yeah. uh, and this is where it kind of came from. And through these efforts of binding with other secret societies, yeah, specifically the Freemasons, uh, the Illuminati as a clandestine group grew pretty quickly, and. Like making uh, a mastermind group. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like a mastermind yeah. group, right? And they ended up fairly quickly with about 2,000 members. From five. Yeah. Now, you may think 2,000 men, that's not... But just think about what the population was, right? And not only that, that it's not only about the number of the population in that times, mm. but the way of communication is not was not that fast. It's way slow, right? way slow and so, of course these were generally speaking educated or quite wealthy people so, so it's a lot it's a well yeah i mean that would be quite a small group it's of a people. small group of people but it's a lot of people of that and the spread out right? yeah anyway so uh, within a short time it kind of spread through bavaria france hungary italy poland and other places mm-hmm. of course now it's everywhere but uh nigger this uh german guy interestingly he is not today particularly remembered for his Illuminati links, mm-hmm. uh, but he was he is much more remembered for a book that he wrote um, called "On Human Relations." Uh-huh. Will not you can do the German uh, <laughs> Uber Uber then Umgang mit Menschen. Yeah, "On Human Relations" is the short version in a proper language, <laughs> um, and. That book gained the reputation of being the authoritative society guide on behavior, politeness, politeness. and etiquette, right? Interesting. Yeah. Right? To such an extent that today there is a German word, nigger, which actually means good manners. Good manners. 
is interesting, right? Yeah. Find interesting, it. yeah. Oh. Let's go back to the to Illuminati. The, the Illuminati. And which yeah. They started like a, a change. Yes. They started to make a revolution, but back in the shadows. Totally in the shadows. And in fact, in Ingolstadt, there is a journalist called Michael Klarner. Uh-huh. And he is uh, kind of interested in all things of Weishaupt. And he says that in many ways, uh, Weishaupt was a revolutionary. And he, um, Michael Klarner, said that he liked the idea of teaching people to be better human beings. Yeah. Now, interestingly, of course, he's coming... Weishaupt is coming from a society where, um, generally speaking, the the people in charge, i.e. religious groups, mm-hmm. just wanted you to do what they told you to do yeah. and, and just follow these rules whether you like them or not. Whereas um, Lana's uh, interpretation is that Weishaupt liked the idea of teaching people to be better human beings and he wanted yeah. to change society and he was dreaming of a better world and a better government. And he started the Illuminati with the idea that everything known to humankind could be taught something that was not allowed either at the university or yeah. generally. Or whatever you were, but in general society in general. Yeah, basically knowledge was a, was a commodity, was a... A controlled substance. Right? Exactly. Well, you know what they say, even nowadays. If you want to control big amount of people, keep them in ignorance. Keep them in ignorance and spread confusion. Exactly. Right? And we'll come to that soon. Which is what they tried to, to change. Yes. Spreading knowledge, yeah. making their people conscious about things, and yeah. that would reduce the control that uh, in those times the power and the church had it over would, the society. It would weaken the control, uh-huh. right? But they were troublemakers, right? Yeah, if sure. you want to call it like that, yeah. They were troublemakers. So the problem with secret societies is that we actually get to talk about them. Now, why yeah. is that? That is usually because they don't stay secret for very long, right? Mm-hmm. And it happened to the Illuminati. And within a decade of its creation, so like 1786... Yeah. Within that period from 1776, it had actually been, although they were infiltrating all layers of government, blah, 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 uh, it was actually two-way street and mm-hmm. uh, the state was actually infiltrating them. Which <laughs> so, is, is, is the tactic that uh, every state would always try first. Of course. Infiltrate. Let's see what they're doing, going what's going on, who's in charge, right? We could take them from inside. Or Where's the money going? Yeah. Um, and basically, uh, the Bavarian authorities uh, had intercepted the anti-state writings of the Illuminati. Uh-huh. And uh, basically, about around 1786, they were shut down. And uh, Vice Hubt uh, was banished. He was banished. Out of uh, Ingolstadt. Yeah. Uh, to live the rest of his life in a German city called Gotha. Yeah. 300 kilometers North from there. Yeah. So that's uh, actually a funny name, Gotha. Gotha. Like a gothic. Like Yeah. And he actually wrote a book, uh, uh, up called something like uh, The Apology from the Illuminati or something, <laughs> where he tried to explain 
why he'd done what he'd done as uh-huh. a kind of a sorry thought it was a good idea at the time and this book is actually um you can actually there are copies of it uh-huh not many of them but they are out there and they do actually have it in the city archive in uh, Ingalls Hop or whatever it's called uh-huh. In- Ingolstadt sorry uh-huh they do actually have a copy of it in fact, wow. i think i thought had that uh yeah i thought i did yeah, that is it, actually. That yeah. is the front page of it. Apology. Apology. Yeah. He actually wrote an apology. That's what you had to do in those days. <laughs> you, you, you couldn't just do a tweet. You know? Yeah. Yeah, because now they mess up with the tweets. Yeah, oh. I think, well, certain people do. Yeah. Well, a lot of people do. Um, <laughs> so, that was the end of that. So, yep. what do you think? Game over, right? Well, not really, no, no. Because the story extends... It would appear so. And extends to the point where you start to lose the point or the line where reality, where reality. historical uh, facts... And the internet begins. Yeah. <laughs> changes and starts to be a lot of uh, theories and conspiracy theories. That's right. So what it would seem happened was that Weishaupt and his little band of buddies, his little band uh-huh. of radicals, they unwittingly laid down the foundations uh-huh. for what was to come but we were going to have to wait a while and it was actually before the internet but we have to move the clock forward now so yeah. the idea of the illuminati was just kind of a very esoteric thing that was kind of in the background and mm-hmm. it never quite went away but it was no big deal it, it seems that like it, it, every secret society tries to make this kind of initiations and cult uh, rituals to make it, I don't know. Uh, Probably because uh, when this kind of movement started, Mm. even maybe nowadays, Mm -hmm. uh, religion is all about the rituals that they do for for their religion. The church, let's say, more than the religion, the church. Yeah, because they're like an expression of their beliefs. Exactly. So I I, I think that... uh, what attracted to all these secret societies and weird societies mm. uh, to get and start make uh, their members to stay or to find something more, mm. more than just go and talk about changing the world yeah. is this uh, ritualistic yeah. uh, behavior yeah. or uh, acts that they have to do as to be part of something. Yeah, because it's kind of like it's kind of like a book of spells or something, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it's like I read. I haven't included it, but I read that the Illuminati, the original Illuminati, did mm-hmm. did have rituals. Yeah. But they were called rationalistic rituals. They weren't obviously it wasn't a religion, it wasn't a belief. No, because they would be against what they were actually Yeah, exactly. So they did for. have rituals, but they were they were, you know, just kind of ceremonies probably yeah. rather than rituals. Um but I think people imply that there's some secret in the rituals, don't they? Probably, because we, we have been growing with those things because of the church and religion. Yeah, of course, yeah. There's, and there's a lot of... There's a deep-rooted history of religious yeah, rituals, right? Definitely. And obviously, in modern culture, we've all... We all know what a pentagram is. We all know, uh-huh. you know, all this stuff. And it's all wound up in religiosity and mm-hmm. mystical belief systems and all this stuff. But so the the idea of the Illuminati 
kind of drifted through time without any great uh, controversy until we came to the 60s. <laughs> yeah. Now, interestingly, in the 60s, there was, again, kind of sense of a counterculture movement, particularly, mm-hmm. in, the, particularly in the US. A counterculture movement, drug experimentation, and a, and a renewed interest in kind of Eastern philosophies, right? This was all going on at the time, a kind of... Uh, a minestrone of ideas all getting mixed up and mashed around, um, mixed up with really good quality street drugs. Mm-hmm. Not like the rubbish we get now. <laughs> right? This was the proper deal. Yeah, the real deal. They got properly out of their heads, I think. And around this time, a book came out, mm-hmm. and it was called... Principia Discordia. <coughs> and it was around 65, 68, something like that. The book was written by a guy who actually worked for Playboy magazine. Okay. And he was called Robert, Robert Anton Wilson. Uh-huh. And he uh, got together with another guy and he decided that Things were too tame in society mm-hmm. and that we needed to get back to a more chaotic form of existence. And he came up with this book, Principia Discordia, and he actually came up with a kind of a religion idea called Discordianism. And the book is actually a parody text or this parody religion called Discordia. Uh-huh. And it was conjured up by Wilson and some friends of his. And the idea behind this religion was that everybody should worship Eris, the goddess of chaos. Yes. Right? Which makes sense, I mean. Which makes sense, right? For what he was aiming for. Yeah. yeah. And the essence of the book really was that uh, they, they wanted to create civil disobedience through the use of practical jokes and hoaxes. And now this is interesting because with the hoaxes, you know... Conspiracies, right? Conspiracies. Now, the content of the book, Principia Discordia, which you can still buy, by yeah, the way. Yeah, you, you could find it, yes. I, well, I, I looked. You can still buy it. Um, the content of Principia Discordia never amounted to anything, really. It was a uh-huh. counterculture curiosity, right? Um, but one of the tenets of the inverted commas discordia phase uh-huh. was that these kind of hoaxes and practical jokes on society could bring about social social change, yeah. and that it would they may force individuals to question the parameters of their reality. Right? This uh-huh. is this was in the book, and of course. This is what Wilson was trying to create. Yeah. And with um, another author, uh, Karen Kerry Kerry Thornley, Thornley. um, what they were trying to do, according to uh, author and broadcaster David Bramwell, they decided that the world was too authoritarian, too tight, too closed and controlled, 
and they wanted to shake things up. So according to the uh, the religion and the book, Principle mm-hmm. of Discordia, the way to get some chaos back into society was to spread disinformation. disinformation. Now, this is interesting, right? Yeah, because, you know, in, in this uh, line of thought... This is the 60s. This is the 60s. In this line of thought, where chaos, when chaos is there, mm. you will uh, always revert to order. At some point. At some point. It may not be the same order that you no, came no, from. No, no, no. Totally different one. Yeah. And after that order, well, yeah. you will always revert again. to chaos well, it's again. Cyclic. It's cyclic. Cycle. Yeah. It's cyclic. And um, so this is pre-internet, obviously. Uh, yeah. Pre-any kind of information technology. So there... It has to be spread uh, by word of mouth. Word of mouth, print media. Print media, yeah. Maybe radio, not really television. But no. Well, it was radio. starting to be around. But... Yeah, but it was very tightly controlled, right? Uh-huh. It was in the... TV was in the hands of the man, right? You couldn't really just go you on. Couldn't. You, you know. couldn't. It was in the hands of big money, right? Yeah. Whereas radio, you could have fringe radio in the 60s. Yes. And there was fringe Even, radio. Even, yeah, with the ham radios. Yeah, of course, all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? And, and pirates. AM radio stations, stations yeah. And, so basically, um, they decided the way forward was to dis- disseminate uh, disinformation through whatever portals they had access to, um, through the count- counterculture, mm-hmm. you know, subcultures, word of mouth, all that stuff, all these newsletters that they all had and all this stuff, through mainstream media, wherever they could. Uh, and they decided that the way they were going to do it was to initially tell stories about, guess what? The Illuminati. Illuminati. They picked up on the idea mm-hmm. and thought, this is what we'll use as the kind of carrier idea of what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, this is interesting stuff, right? Yeah. So, but take you to the point where you don't, then you don't know what to believe. Well. Which is, I think, our next point here this in is, the notes. This is the whole point, right? What they were yeah. trying to do, they were trying to get people into a state of mind where people would say, somebody, I'm hearing all this, these different yeah. views of the same Facts inverted mm-hmm. commas. Somebody is lying to me, but but who is it? Who is that the liar right. here? And you will find all kind of information nowadays, even mm. floating around all kind of topics. That's right. Uh, yeah, for for every rational view, there are ten, hundred conspiracy theories or slightly wackier or versions, right? Just stories that you don't know if they are true or not. Well, you can't. This is the problem, is that even though we're in the internet age, it is still difficult to actually get at the root of where some of these things And I think we have mentioned before Mm. that internet and nowadays social media Mm. can be also dangerous in the fact that it's very easy to disseminate an information Mm. that is not real, just to manipulate and to create a reaction on people. Exactly. So this misinformation idea that started in the 60s... Mm. Now, the funny point is that maybe through this inf- misinformation, we don't even know if it's still running. How do you know if it's still running? <laughs> maybe is, it was just a point in the 60s and that's it. But this is the whole, what if it didn't? This is the whole point, right? Yeah. So, so um, according to uh, this, um, this Bramwell uh, journalist, uh, again, the concept behind this was that if you give enough contrary points of view, uh-huh. That is, you know, views that don't agree. 
uh-huh. on, on the same thing. Um, in theory, idealistically, uh, the population at large starts to look at things and go, "What? What? Hang on a minute! <laughs> what, what the heck's going on?" And they start to ask themselves, "Can I trust who is giving me the information?" Right? And potentially, it will make people think about what they consider to be the truth, reality, yeah. so on and so forth. Now, here's where it gets, for me, Wacky. a yeah. little hilarious. In, yeah. the, in 1975, so a few years later, the thing's rolling along, this whole disinformation, Illuminati, Principia Discordia mm-hmm. stuff, all rolling along. And they're still using this concept of the Illuminati to carry the ideas of uh, confusion and so on. Yes. And in 1975, Wilson, uh, one of the authors of Principia Discordia, and another (laughs) Playboy writer went on to write the Illuminatus Trilogy, which which is a book, which you can still buy. I checked this morning. Mm -hmm. Um. In the book, they attributed all the cover-ups to date to the Illuminati. So, Mm -hmm. for example, who shot John F. Kennedy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And all this is related to the modern idea of Illuminati. Exactly. These are the basis. Yeah, because uh, nowadays when people mention Illuminati, Mm. they think about the rich people and corporations. You, so you think of peop, uh, families like the Rothschilds, Rothschild, yeah. uh, Rockefellers, yeah. Warburgs, uh, corporations, yeah. uh, the Jesuits uh, still involved around. Yeah. Uh, and all this effort, you know, is for create some kind of influence in the economy mm. of the world and dominate through mm. that. Yeah. Pe- and at the same time, create this misinformation and chaos so they can control it. Yeah. People think uh, Illuminati... New World Order. Right? Uh-huh. This. Yeah. yeah. And there's this theory related to that about them, uh, what the ultimate objective would be to eliminate independent countries, yeah. borders, yeah. Uh, private property, you yeah. know, patriotism, religion. Yeah. Single world government. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Which probably sooner or later would take us the evolution of men there. <laughs> yeah. All the way back to chaos again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it seems we're doomed, right? So, so 75, Wilson and his, his buddy come up with this book, uh-huh. the trilogy, where they cement this idea into culture that the Illuminati are actually behind all the great yeah. unknowns of the time, right? Yeah, but I love the next item. I never heard about that one. Well, neither had I, actually. But, well, not only did the the Illuminatis trilogy get made into a screenplay, uh, sorry, a stage play, and was actually performed. Performed. And and was quite successful, apparently. Okay. Um, In sometime between 1975 and 82, and it's a little confusing exactly when, um, so another conspiracy right there. Yeah. But there was actually an Illuminati role-playing <laughs> card game. <laughs> I wonder what roles. I'm the movie star, now, the killer, yeah. the banker. Now, actually, it is quite interesting. So I actually looked at what this card game involves. It looks actually 
great fun, actually. <laughs> and, uh, but the card game wasn't developed by Wilson. It was developed by this guy, Steve Jackson. Steve Jackson Games. Um, yeah. And it, that's still going today, and you can still buy an update. That's kind of an updated version of it. But uh-huh. um, I had a quick look at it, and as a card game, it actually looks yeah. for. It looks for adults, I think, but it looks yeah. quite fun, right? I think nowadays there's a lot of uh, games like this hmm. where you impersonate certain character and goes around questions and, right. you know. Yeah. Now, anyway, so that is kind of 75, 80. Yeah. So fortunately for the Illuminati conspiracy theorists, 80s were only 10 years away from the beginning of the internet. Oh, yeah. So that's nothing when it comes to a conspiracy theory. So <laughs> the internet arrives, okay? So here we oh, are. Yeah. We're in the internet age now. So that's kind of like, as far as this kind of conspiracy is concerned, the internet is like pouring petrol onto an already well-established fire, right? Yeah. So um, if, you, if we look at today's hyper-connected world, uh, and uh-huh. websites like 4chan and Reddit. Oh, yeah. Actually, if you search on Reddit for Illuminati, you uh, will find whatever you want. You know, I really haven't got enough time to look at uh-huh. this rubbish, right? I mean, uh, it, I, I, it is. I, I check Reddit for many other things I, as I'm well. Not, I'm not accusing you of that. But, yeah, you can find all kind of but stuff. But you know what I mean? Well. It's endless, right? Sooner or later, you will come over one of those topics, you for sure. You can't avoid it. No. It's like going on the internet, eventually you will come across porn, right? And yeah. That is my excuse. You know, you know what's actually interesting it. here? Yeah. I think that idea of the secret society and the Illuminati yeah. is so much in the head of people. It's. In general, society, just it, anybody. It's viral, right? That in any point, even if they practically would say, I, it's fine for I don't care. I don't care about Illuminati. I don't believe it. But at some point, yeah. they would go like. Let me research about, let me search <laughs> Illuminati in Google, and they would search. Yeah. And I can tell you that this influence, uh, uh, it's there. It's just... I it, had a very interesting or funny situation with uh, my daughter mm-hmm. about one time seeing an, an ad and she saw a triangle and then she was like, chun, 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 that's Illuminati. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the influence is... You should never. Still. You should never put that triangle, that pyramid, with the eye on a birthday cake. That's all I'm. Yeah, that's what we're do saying. That. Yeah. Don't do it again. Even if you like uh, Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so the thing about the this internet age that we live in mm-hmm. is that, of course, it's the home for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything that previously wouldn't have been given the time of day, mm-hmm. you can literally make a living from it right? <laughs> because there's enough yeah. people connected to the internet to actually generate a revenue from just about anything right? yeah definitely and now as we mentioned earlier there is of course this now there has been made this connection between this concept of new world order and the illuminati uh-huh. so these are now connected as ideas and in reality they are a conspiracy meme, right? And a, I don't know whether everybody knows what a meme is, but a meme is a virally infectious idea, right? And in fact, just for your information, a mm-hmm. simple definition of a meme is an idea 
behavior or style yeah. that spreads from person to person within a culture, often with the aim of conveying a particular phenomena, theme, or meaning. Yeah, an idea or a, yeah. the Illuminati knew what it. That's it, right? It is a. Yeah. It's a meme, right? And True. it's stuck in our society. Mm-hmm. So that wouldn't be too bad yeah. if that's where it stayed. Right? But no, it's in our modern world, in politics, for example. Well, I think this is the problem, that uh, the evidence is out, in that is in the White House, that, mm-hmm. that uh, conspiracy theories can be used in a political way. And uh, there is actually a professor, Viran Swami, who's the professor of social psychology at Anglia Ruskin University, which is in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, he believes he has seen a change in the kinds of people who promote conspiracy material. And, yeah. and he has said that the big change now is that politicians, and shall we mention particularly Donald Trump, are starting to use conspiracies to mobilize their support. Yeah, definitely. And when uh, Viran Swamy was asked about the consequences of this, he said people could become disengaged with mainstream politics if they believe in conspiracy theories. They're much more likely to engage with fringe politics. Mm-hmm. And in a way, the kind of Trump campaign was quite fringy, actually. Yeah. It, it Start to create fanatism, Yeah, I think. Yeah. Really weird, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, once you get into fringe politics, you're, you're likely to fall into um, ideas of racism, xenophobism, and extremist views. And it's, unfortunately, it's not going to do anybody any good in the end. This yeah. is this tendency towards chaotic... Stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of wrapping it up. Yeah. Right? So we come around to fake news because really that's where we end up. Yeah. And kind of a final word from uh, David Bramwell is that he said perhaps in the end more sp- stability will emerge as people fight against. Uh, fake news and the propaganda that goes with it from wherever it's coming, right? Yeah. Uh, And that maybe we're starting to understand how social media is feeding us ideas that it, they, inverted commas, want us to believe, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And I'd just like to finish with, of course, that doesn't mean it's the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Because I like to start from the premise that everything on the internet is true, I think is a good place to start. And then you just got to make your mind up. Well, with all that amount of information, that's the only thing you can. Well, every- <laughs> there will be always totally different opinions and yeah. make up your mind in different ways. Obviously, I'm being sarcastic there, but... <laughs> <laughs> so, that is our discussion. So, the Illuminati... Yeah. Very... A fascinating story. Yeah. It, truth, it, not. Truth and myth. Myth. It started, it was a real thing. And uh, then, we don't did, know. It didn't last very long. Yeah, no. Then it kind of disappeared. Did it disappear? We don't really know. 
mm-hmm. but apparently it did. And I'm sure lots of people over the centuries have hijacked the the identity sure. and the name and the so on and so forth mm-hmm. to achieve various things. Then it emerged again in the 60s as a kind of a convenient idea vehicle. Mm-hmm. And since then has become embedded in our cultural thinking, fringe cultural thinking. And then, unfortunately, the internet came along and game over, right? Yeah. So... And we have just um, just to finish... Uh, that's a shocker of a choice. Two movies. Yeah. Uh, I think it was the the most uh, obvious one, sure. recent one. And we're talking about Angels and Demons and mm. actually all the others, uh, the other from Dan Brown, yeah. Da Vinci yeah. Code. Yeah. Uh, and we're talking about uh, this guy, which is from Harvard, uh, symbologist, uh, Robert Langdon. <laughs> and he discovers the resurgence of uh, the Illuminati. Yeah. So he goes to Rome to warn the Vatican. The Illuminati is, you know... He does a lot of running about. Yeah, he starts to chase him and he runs all around trying to... In a... How is called that game where you search for clues? Um, like Cluedo? No, the... Um, this uh, hunt, uh, treasure hunt. Oh, right, right. Like a treasure hunt, yes. hunt game, you know. Fortunately, he has an attractive lady to keep him company. Always. Which always helps. <laughs> I find that always helps. Yes, of course. Rather and, than running around on your own. And maybe that is part of the conspiracy. Yes. Uh-huh. And the other one, yeah. because it's very interesting, yes. is Eyes Wide, uh, Eyes Wide Shot. Yes. 1999 uh, with uh, Tom, Cruise, Tom right? Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Yeah. And it's uh, very interesting because, uh, well, the main plot is that uh, a New York City doctor, which married to an art curator, mm pushes himself into going into dangerous, uh, uh, crazy place. Situation. Yes. Uh, Odyssey, <laughs> like says in the description of the movie, yeah. of sexual and moral discovery after he uh, his wife admits that she wants almost, mm. and maybe that should have been in quotes, yeah. she did on him. Bit of a slight overreaction, I think, yes. to, to that admission from the wife there. Yeah. <laughs> and... There are some very, very interesting things regarding this movie because it's full of symbolism. Uh-huh. All all around the movie, yeah. you have all uh-huh. kind of symbolism. And even in the movie itself, there is a part mm. where there's this kind of ritual, Illuminati style. Um, in the... In yeah. the circle well, with the masks yeah. and so on. So the music that is played, one of the interesting things at uh, Tom Cruise's character, when he enters the mansion... Is uh, the uh, Jocelyn uh, Pork's masked ball mm. and feature samples of a Romanian Orthodox liturgy played backwards. Uh-huh. That, that's uh, one of the things that catch me fast because, you know, right now we're in Cluj Napoca in Transylvania, yeah, yeah, in yeah, Romania. Yeah. So they use a Romanian Orthodox liturgy played backwards huh. to put there. I didn't know that. And the Romanian words that were chanted in reverse, roughly translate to, we still pray for the mercy, the life, the peace, the health, the salvation, the scrutiny, neglect, uh, neglection, and forgiveness of the sins of God's servants, mm-hmm. worshippers, alms givers, benefactors of this holy site. My goodness. I didn't know it's, that. it's interesting that they chose exactly that. that for that entry played backwards. I mean, did uh, Eyes Wide Shut, was it based on a book? I don't know. Uh, I don't remember right now, actually. I didn't mm-hmm. research that. No. 
And another tough around. Mm, yeah, yeah. He meets the Monarch uh, Presidential Model, which is a company, presidential models. And they have, uh, they induce mind control uh, at birth over these uh, high level sex slaves <laughs> to carry messages from the Illuminati to world leaders. And it, it's all there mm. as part of the conversation they have in there. Right, right, right. And it goes so smooth that maybe you don't even notice exactly no, what they are talking I, about. I certainly don't remember that. Yeah. And not only that, at the end, at the beginning of the movie, yeah. there's the oh, an opening scene when there's the four pillars and, you right. know, two of the pillars are... More symbolism. Know, yeah. It's, all the movie all around is full of symbolism. I wonder if it was based on a book. Probably, I don't know, mm. but that's going to be interesting to, yeah, to research. To that, yeah. And if somebody knows from our audience, yeah. let us know. Let us know. Yeah. So, yeah, again, these ideas being reinforced and... Uh, yeah, and then you start to wonder, right? Are, are all these ideas, the purpose of them are to misinform mm. or to inform? Misdirect. Yeah. Misdirect. Because it could be the other way. It could, could. be try to inform, like, mm. short doses... But needs the, a lot of organization to put something like that together. Yeah, which would would go a little with the conspiracy theory, but mm. well, yeah. you know, <laughs> we're convincing ourselves here. Yeah, exactly. Let's hide under the desk. <laughs> <laughs> And we have uh, just a couple oh. of books. Which uh, first of all, the ones that uh, Carl mentioned before. Yeah. I think uh, uh, this would be funny to, to check as well, the, the Illuminatus. Illuminatus trilogy yeah. by uh, Wilson. Yeah, and the um, the Principia Discordia. Principia Discordia. Which you can still buy. Yes, and uh, that yeah. other book that we went through. Uh, well, the card game would be. Uh, the card game would be amazing. To you check should have it. a look at that. It looks quite fun. Yeah, and the, the, the book is The Illuminati, Facts and Fiction by Mark Dice, 2009. <laughs> But that'd be worth reading. Yeah, I mean, supposedly yeah. goes to also facts and fictions. Yeah. So, and the uh, the resume of the book is, says that secret societies have uh, both fascinated and frightened people over the years in general, yeah. and offer uh, often the Illuminati is mentioned as like one of the main yeah. conspiracies and secret societies in the world. And the Illuminati, actually, as we have mentioned in this episode today, is a historical secret society. All right, right which uh, had goals of revolutions and world domination dating back to the uh, 1770s. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. since then, rumors, conspiracy theories, exactly. involving Illuminati, and they continue to spread, sometimes finding their way into popular novels like Dan Brown, yeah. uh, movies like Tom, uh, Tomb Raider, which yeah. I was going to put there, but it's like, eh, it's kind of cheesy, but... Lara Croft, yeah. Lara Croft, Tom, Ra yeah. uh, Tom Raider. You can also check there because it's very Illuminati as well, and yeah. has this topic well, that they're in, chasing these Indiana Jones movies, Indiana right? Jones movies, for All example. So music uh, videos, award shows, artists, yeah. uh, sports events. Strangely, strangely, I when I was doing uh, reading uh -huh. this, I saw that apparently that guy who's married to Beyonce, what's he called, Jay Z, is it? Uh -huh, I think so. Apparently, both he and uh, the Mrs. Beyoncé, uh, they apparently like to create Illuminati symbols during their yeah, gigs. I, and, and I think during... Uh, uh, they arrive into places in the red carpet and they put, in a, they yeah, put a triangle with their hands. Like, and You know, I kind of... I've got two things I just want to mention. One is that... Um, 
don't you think that, um, generally speaking, as average, ordinary people, we don't feel too much in control of the bigger things that are going on? And we all generally believe that governments seem to be populated by idiots, but there must be somebody in charge. And I think that's a lot of where these ideas of mm-hmm. so the somebody's in charge that plays into these ideas of secret societies, don't you think? Conspiracies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also read, when I was doing the reading for this, that a, a fairly recent study, 2015, I think it was, mm-hmm. um, concluded that the more educated people are, the less they tend to believe in conspiracies. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. quite an intri- and I can believe that. Yeah, right? for sure. Because I'm not denigrating anybody, but I suspect that the less formal education you have, the less in control you feel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's why we I have been mentioning since the beginning. Yeah. That ignorance is the is the, the it, way to keep control on people. Is, is the fuel, right? Mm-hmm. You keep people yeah. ignorant and spread disinformation, and then you can do anything. And the last one, of course, uh, a good fiction, uh, Dan Brown's mo- books. Or is it? Angels and Demons, The Da Vinci Code, The Lost Symbol. Yeah. So you can, you know, read those as well. Yeah. Yeah, till your eyes If you want bleed. to get some a funny read. Yeah. Um, good read for over Christmas, right? It's, I'd, I'd say, fantasy, sci-fi, mystery. Entertaining. Yeah, entertaining. For sure, right? Yes. And I think with this... I think we've exhausted that one. Yeah? Hopefully we've... Yeah. we fin- uh, Hopefully you, you will realize, or you will start to think if it's true or not. Maybe I'd... you can give us your comments about uh, secret societies or... Yeah. Um, what do you think about the Illuminati? Yeah. Are you a member? <laughs> If you're a member. Do you get benefits? <laughs> What's Healthcare. Dental and medical. Dental, yeah, yeah. All included in your membership card. Yeah, yeah. Eternal life. Uh, must be there. Uh, you gotta right? get you gotta get to the top for that. I think. Uh-huh. And maybe some uh, Possibly a company card. And virgins in the rituals probably. I think if there aren't virgins in the rituals, there are at least promised virgins. I mean, what is the point, right? <laughs> a promise of virgins. Right? <laughs> I think we'd better finish now. Yes, let's finish now. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for listening. Yes. And uh, we talk to you next week. Okay. Carl? Yes, thank you. See you next week down the rabbit hole. Bye. Bye-bye. How long was that? One hour. Good God. Cannot move the mouse. Wait, wait, it's fine. Found it. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, stop. All names, sounds, logos, and other related items are owned by their respective trademark and copyright holders. This podcast is a production of Dark Mind Radio. Go to darkmindradio.com to find out more. All rights reserved, Dark Mind Radio 2017.